0: Hey, 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 yes, you are in the right place. This is a Yup podcast, but just a quick shout out to Norway. Hey, you are putting the Yup podcast on the map. Yes, Yup, I got you. It's trending in Norway. Hey, Norway, thank you. You other countries listening out there. Hey, put me on the map. Hey, and then a quick shout out for my brother, Mike Baldwin, who has a new endeavor. That is icecreamgraphics.com, where you find totally original cool graphics they are dead on for what you want so go visit mike baldwin at IceCreamGraphics.com. so i and then the word scream then graphics then com. you know how to find it yes i screwed it up before but this is a new and better day hi tom how's it going huh feeling a little girly today oh yeah huh you're looking looking pretty feminine today welcome to the Yep podcast i just that melodic music i'm just like boom 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 i really really like that i hope you like that i not really i guess i am into that music i'm probably into it because i chose it you know some kind of narcissistic thing i chose it so it's obviously the best music out there we are not going to talk about narcissists today okay so we are probably going to talk about that in the future because i've had some interactions with some and i really want to talk about them because it's kind of like a sort of passive aggressive thing now nah. Uh, Tom, you talk about dark psychology. I kind of think you have some... Of course I have experience with it, So I can spot it a mile away. Uh, Totally off subject. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Tom Baldwin. I'm your host. Yes, I'm a redneck and I'm a dork, but I'm also an awesome guy and I have lots of experience. I've had lots of success with relationships and experience, but I've also had a lot of failures, but those failures mean that I've learned. I've learned freaking lot of stuff and so this podcast is all about passing this redneck i call it redneck wisdom because it's down to earth practical not learned necessarily in a school or in a formal education it is like living life and learning on the fly and fixing and patching and building relationships as you're living in the fast lane i live in the fast lane those of you that uh listen to last podcast a few podcast episodes you're like are you drinking whiskey already dude don't help My wife's actually not home, so not that she would care because, right, we've all been living through COVID-19. Who, I mean, day drinking is like now the new fad, which, you know, starts realistically, you know, five minutes after you get up. So like at 10.05, you can start day drinking. That is now, that is COVID new standards here. (laughs) Hey, Yup Community, you know, gosh. I so appreciate you. And I said it before. I love this podcast. I can just cut it loose a little bit. It's a it's a fun podcast for me to do. I love my other podcasts, but I kind of have to keep things a little more together because I have maybe not as wide range of a listening audience and they don't always appreciate some of the edgy humor from this man of faith. Okay. Can you have edgy humor and be a man of faith? Absolutely. I'll probably do a podcast, you know, on faith. You know what's really weird? Okay. Sidetrack. Those of you who know that I haven't had an opportunity to podcast, you know, I love to get sidetracked, but man, I've had some friends from high school and they've just been posting the craziest things about their faith. You know, they now have these spirit guides that are telling them what to do. And if you're of that belief, you know, I'm probably going to disagree with you, but please let's still be friends. And it's just, it's kind of, man, it's freaky weird for me. You know, as I've like, uh, grown older, I feel like my faith has got a lot simpler and it's like kind of like more clean cut. It's like, man, cut out the religious crap, cut out those traditions that are meaningless. You know, faith, my faith is about a relationship with a very benevolent, loving God that is for me. You know, it's like he's always there trying to help me succeed and help me help other people, which I love doing. All right. So there's, there's some sidetracks. So yes, the Yup Podcast, Redneck Wisdom, just trying to help you be the highest performer possible and not suffer pain and not suffer loss through doing stupid things like I have. So those of you that have contacted me, I know you've done some stupid, stupid things. So thanks for sharing them. If you want to share some stupid things with me that you've done, 406 t at gmail.com would be a great place. Now, am I going to publish those? Well, they might be worth some money, but no, I don't do that kind of crap. I'm not going to sell your email. I'm not going to do anything with your email other than read it and probably respond to it and say, Hey man, I sure appreciate you dude or lady or kid or, or whatever. Thank you for being a listener. And thank you for, you know, giving me some input. Hey, one of the things that you really can do that makes a difference other than donating a buttload of money. Okay. uh, Yep. Dot solutions or donate buttons. One of them was broke. It's now fixed. So you can, you know, you can max out the donation on all those buttons, (laughs) Are you being serious? Well, if you got those funds, heck yeah. I mean, if you're like a millionaire, man, you you could, uh, because I'm probably helping you, you know, not be an asshole if you have that much money by listening to this podcast, because probably you, you're dealing with some control issues and things like that. And, you know, having a lot of money kind of makes you think you, you have really more say than you ought to have just because, I, I don't know, you're probably good at it. I mean, but you can still be a nice guy and being a millionaire and listening to this podcast will help you do that. Wow arrogant bastard I am. <laughs> Can you believe that? All right. So here, here's the truth. Well, you're like, I knew it. I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yep. Remember I talked about how we have to condense this fun into a few days. Okay. This, I shouldn't say that because the mechanics of the reality is I want this to continue. Probably have to lay off the bourbon a little bit, but I do want, you know, to have more free time to do more podcasts. And those of you that are wealthy out there, for working very hard and I give you that credit. And even if you're wealthy through winning the lotto, it's like, yeah, your money's still good here. <laughs> anyway, yes, you have Dot solutions. When when you donate, and those of you that do, I do, I take it as a pat on the back. It helps me to uh, spur keep going even when I'm busy. And I do owe all of you such an apology of not being regular on the podcast and I know it's a bad thing to do is like when you get a listen audience to not produce regular content so I did a bad thing and so those of you that are still listening thank you so much for continuing to listen I so appreciate you so we did the email, we did the website. Yeah. If you go and rate the podcast, you can rate it on my website and you can also rate it at Apple Podcasts and Pandora. It's so appreciated. Helps get it out. Helps, you know, my search results get better and more people actually get a view it. And then, you know, more people have, you know, will get this redneck influence. You know, it's better than COVID-19 because, you know, it helps you, you know, and you, you don't need to be vaccinated against it when nothing would work anyway, because it just kind of penetrates, you know, it's like. Yeah. It just gets in anyway. (laughs) All right. My gratitude. I'm so grateful for you. Faithful listening audience, encouraging audience, and share a kindred spirit with me of wanting to live the best life possible, loving people, loving community, and loving family. You're awesome. You're making a difference. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you. So back to the intro. So I think I've mentioned this before, but when I was young from probably 15 to the age of 25, I started to go through puberty at 15 uh, Man, it was younger than that. Cause I remember like being a little kid and looking down and saying, dude, there's hair down there. I remember going to my brother. It's like, dude, there's hair down there. Yeah. Wow. And it, it seemed like it was really young that it started. And, you know, I, I looked down there and they were always big. He was like, dude, you're such a fool. I know I am. That's what every guy says, right? And and we've talked about it. It doesn't matter how big it is. It's what you do with it, you know? And, you know, I guess the the bigger the testes are, you know, the more, you know, I have six kids, so I must be like, I must be pretty good at producing that old uh, sperm stuff down there. So that's, God knew I needed a big power plant down there. So, you know, he did that. It makes it hard being fat because, you know, the thighs are thick and things get, you know, you're walking and it's like, oh my gosh, somebody just smacked me in the nuts. Oh, boy anyway for that guy right so later on probably three uh, I don't know when, when puberty actually started started early and it seemed like it kind of took a while and but when my voice started to change it got stuck in high so yeah here you have these guys with these big juicy you know testes and you know this long gosh stop Tom stop um, oh boy um, stuck in high literally from age 15 to 25. Okay. I met my beautiful bride and was married before my voice actually changed. This is a literally a true story. When I was in high school, I would answer the phone at home, you know, when they actually hung on the walls and there's some of you, what phones actually hung on the wall and it had a cord, okay? Yeah, had a cord. And so, you know, if you were one of those rich households, you could go basically anywhere in the house and the cord just wrapped around walls, you know. You'd shut the bathroom door, talk on the phone in the bathroom, you know, it had one of those super long cords, which was super cool. But when I'd answer the phone at home, you know, they'd be like, oh, Mrs. Baldwin F- happened time and time and time again. I would go someplace and I'd order food at the fast food drive through and you'd see I pull up and they're just like, same dude that ordered the phone. I thought you were like, you know, good looking blonde over there. And, you know, now you're just this, uh, dishwater blonde, you know, nice flat top though. But, uh, yeah, I'm just not that way. So, uh, here's your food, dude. Oh gosh, we we're kind of over the top today. Anyway. Yeah. And so everywhere, everything I did, like in high school, you know, as always, the greeting was exactly at that intro. Hi Tom, you know, to make fun of me. And so, Those years of high school, yes, you can imagine they were brutal, especially at the start. They were brutal because, as I talked about... Yes, I had a high voice, but I was producing testosterone like it was going out of sound. I was edgy and I was a fighter. I have built within me to be a bully buster. And so I just don't like putting up with crap. So here you have this guy that has this attitude, okay? And he has this high voice and it's just like, don't you diss me. I'm not going to put up with that. Ah, no, I'm going to kick your bat. I'm going to kick your ass. And can you imagine me talking to you, say you're the bully, just laughing your ass? ass off? Really? Seriously? I mean, you would literally just be dying. So that's what I had to deal with. And so the first two years, like freshman and sophomore, they were rough. I got in fights. I got kicked out of school. I got suspended. My GPA was barely passing because like I mentioned before, I picked the wrong day to fight You know, and get kicked out. It's like test day. So you just get a zero. So it wasn't real smart. And then my stepmom would get mad because my dad come home and he's like, I knew you'd get in if I just, you know, take a day off. She wanted me to see, you know, do penance, like mow lawn six times, you know, weed whack four, you know, throw the wood in the yard, restack it, throw the wood in the yard, restack it, you know, that type of thing. Suffer, get splintered, you know, pain. My dad, you know, he's a pretty smart guy and, you know, played out well. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess a, of course i didn't get punished i think it played out well it's like when your kids don't get a spanking they're like hey dad that was the right decision not to spank me right so uh, as a father i'm still thinking it was the right decision because i was in a vulnerable time i was still you imagine with that high voice and that high testosterone i had a lot of stuff to figure out and plus on top of that i was entered into a blended family so man i had trials upon trials oh poor tom yes i know What I'm telling you, okay, and this is, we're going back to the name of the podcast, it is the power of trials. Okay, This was probably one of the greatest trials that I faced in my life for the longest period I faced. And for 10 years, I prayed every day that it would pass for me. It's like, I would do anything to have this pass. You know, I'd probably give my giant left net for this thing to pass, but it didn't. And so the first two years were really rough. And then I'm just like, I got to do something about this. And so the way that I dealt with it and the way I coped, and this is what trials do for us, it, they force us to solutions. So if you're in a trial, I just want you to start looking towards solutions, okay? Trials force us to answers, okay? We don't go through trials that don't have answers. And this seemed like it didn't have an answer, and it seemed like the answer was that God would just change my voice. Well, he chose not to do that for quite a while. So my sophomore year, I started lifting weights towards the end. That's probably maybe middle towards the end. And I found it was something that I really loved. And I entered into a peer group and a crowd of people that began to respect me and included. So I began to develop as I lifted weights. Okay, Now this, you know, in high school, generally the weight room, it's, it's actually a myth. It's actually not true from my experience. It's filled with sports players. Now they don't lift weights because they're too busy with their sports and football players only hang out in there when there's girls around and then they leave because they don't actually lift weights. Like hands down, when I lifted weights, I was stronger than any football player on the team. And when the coaches didn't like that, cause they actually ran the weight room and they're like, why is this kid coming in? that didn't play football. And I didn't play football. Not cause I don't like it because I had a job and I had a car payment. And I had to pay for things like my clothes. Cause my parents didn't do that because they raised me to be self-sufficient, which I'm so grateful for. So I'm in this weight room and most of the guys in there actually didn't play football. Some of them did, but very few of them. And I developed a safe place, but I also was really good at weightlifting. And I quickly developed a relate, uh, a reputation of being very strong, which I have to say I really was, I was skinny. I was like 140 pounds. And by the time I graduated, I could bench press twice my weight. I could squat like 200 pounds over my weight and I could power clean like it was 50 or 75 pounds over my weight. And so for the skinny 140 pound guy, I was freaking strong. Okay. Now the muscles didn't show up probably until my senior year, And it was funny because people didn't believe it, especially people that like to tease me, you know, before they were going to stop teasing me, they came to the weight room and they saw, they experienced, you know, and looked. you know, they came in there under the guise of lifting weights, but they, you know, they saw me put up the iron. And so I quickly learned how to gain respect and I got respect in high school. And I, the last two years, I didn't deal with that teasing. I actually dated cheerleaders. Not super cool, right? Super cool. And I married one like, well, she wasn't a cheerleader. She was a, oh, the band well, people that twirl the things. I can't, she would tell me. She's like, dude, why don't you know? But I mean, super hot woman. But in high school, went from being ostracized and teased and missed this trial. Okay, the trial had not ended. Okay, but I figured out a way. And I'm just telling you as an encouragement here, that answers come. Don't succumb to a trial, whether it. Look for answers. Look for solutions because they will come. And is it painful? It is painful. And when I walked outside of my realm, okay, until my body caught up with my weightlifting and then, you know, it's more visual. And so people, you know, in the wintertime I had to take my coat off to get respect, you know, so I wore short sleeves when it was like 20 below outside so I could get respect. <laughs> okay. I was a teenager. That That is true. Okay. It's not just making it up because, you know, the, you're wearing a bulky coat. They can't see how big and strong you are. So when I would go with places and I have my big coat on and, you know, they hear my voice, there was that smirking. And even sometimes, you know, when I had my traditional, you know, tight shirt on, one size too small, there'd be a little bit of that. But I still have respect because, you know, I had done something that they respected. And maybe I'd never wanted to portray fear because I've always been a pretty nice guy to everybody but a bully. I just don't like bullies. Just not a fan. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to do something about it. Chances are because I just don't like them but that trial, probably one of the biggest trials I've faced, but I've certainly faced some other trials that that I can share with you, but I actually think I've been going on. Let's see what the time is here on the, uh, see if we can get, yeah, we're, we're going on a little bit, but I just want to encourage you if you're in a trial, okay, the end of the trial isn't always the solution. Sometimes the trial itself is like a compass to direct you towards the solution. And we're in it and we're frustrated and we complain and we don't realize that it's trying to lead us to something greater. And can I tell you, the weightlifting has served me so well because I've talked about it in the previous previous episode, and we're going to do another episode about this, but it's fat person thinking disorder, okay? When you're fat and you try to lose weight and you have a lot of muscle, you lose weight faster, and so it's really helpful. And so this trial prepared me for some other things. It also, you know, t- taught me that I'm courageous and that at the midst of this, that I work towards a solution. And even before, you know, I gained that respect, this trial taught me how I participated in school plays. I participated in public speaking willingly how to be courageous even in my own mind with a tremendous handicap that was not fair and somebody else should do that because i shouldn't have to be embarrassed and it also helped me to just deal with embarrassment okay embarrassment it's just you know it's a human emotion and it's really not much okay once you're embarrassed all the time and you have a super high voice you're just like oh well and you know somebody makes a snarky embarrassing comment you're just like are you done?" can we, can we get on with it? You know, can, can we go do something now? You made your smirky, embarrassing comment. It's like, Jeff, yeah, fun. Okay. Those kind of things come from a trial, those skills that are developed to learn, to cope and deal with things, to step aside, to not be offended. Okay. If I was offended at everybody that made fun of me, yeah, there wouldn't be anybody left, okay? Even my own family, you know, did that. They were mostly supportive, but, you know, what I was like a freak show that it, it was so entertaining and people couldn't believe it. All right, so end of the story. Yes, this happened tw- 10 years, and so when I was around 25, yeah, married, you know, introduced people to my beautiful wife. Hi, my name's Tom. This is my wife, Adrian. You know, they're just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like... Right? Can you only imagine? You can't imagine because you're not there, and you're just like this. We should do like a comic show, you know, Mister Mister Tom with the high voice or something. It would be hilarious, and it would be a smash hit. So if you do that, at least give me a consulting fee, you know, because I did suffer ten years. Yeah, you're like, dude, but you just said you gained a bunch of stuff. Well, the profits don't have to start, and the you know the things that I've gained from it don't have to stop now, right? All right, so you're like, dude, get to the end of the story. We kind of get the gist of this podcast. (laughs) Funny. So age 25, working at this restaurant, I get laryngitis, like a bad case. I'm down, voice is down for like, uh, gosh, all right, week and a half going on two weeks. I think it's closer to two weeks. It was like a long time. And I'm not a very good speller. So when I was at work, I had to write on paper. And so there's a whole nother embarrassment, right? Yeah. It's like, let's just show all Tom's fault. Might as well just take his clothes off, you know? And if I did that, at least I'd feel a little better because everybody'd be like, wow, dang, you know? No, I wasn't talking about the private part. I had a six pack, you know, it looked pretty dang good. You know, it's pretty built. Nice shoulders, nice lats. Man, my back freaking flex. my back. It's like, man, the... Mu- anyway, so <laughs> when I started talking again, this is my voice. So happy ending to the story. Gained a lot of stuff through trials. So if you're going through trials, just hang in there. So as we're wrapping up this podcast, I just encourage you. Yeah, go out there and make a difference because Tom and the yup podcast I've got you covered here I've got what you need I've got you go make a difference